You're listening to the Mobcast Network. And that was it's a wonderful. Oh, no, okay. Again, oh we're gonna God. record it. <laughs> we make a plan, and y'all forget the plan. <laughs> no, no, we don't forget. It's that face I look forward to that you just made. <laughs> this is an angry producer face. <laughs> yes, the furrowed brow of a producer is the best. That is that is my Mon Calamari. <laughs> That right there is my flaw. All this stays in the show because I don't want to edit this. I just all stays in. <laughs> Good. Oh, it's Mando Monday. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying anything. You, you shouldn't. It's, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty. And I'm joined by as our 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 very own Weird Al and um, Jedi Master. <laughs> JD, hello. And the men who puts men into Mando, Mananese, Manos, Minos, hey, something. Mendelssohn. My, my Yoda has a first name, and it's G-R-G-R-T. Damn it. <laughs> it's five letters. My Yoda has a first name. It's G-O-G-R-U. No, it isn't. That's not how you spell G-R-U, Goku? It's G-R-O-G-U. Go-Goo? I thought it was Go-Gru. Grogu. Oh, whatever stupid name. I hate it. I hate that name. I absolutely hate it because you can't even make a freaking Oscar Mayer reference now. I'm done. But you know what you, you can't can call him? spell it right. But you know what you can call him? Grogurt. Grogurt? Oh, my God. I didn't even think about it. That's brilliant. So if there's ever a real Spaceballs 2, they really need to have a Grogurt. Thing. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So, Grogurt. Um, so this week's episode is the tragedy, um, which this is the first episode in a couple of weeks. We didn't know what was happening, right? The last two weeks, Although, so we, we knew Ahsoka was coming and the week before that we knew, um, uh, what's his face was directing. Um, yep. Robert. Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers was directing. So we we're like, well, they'll be in it. And then, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching it at like 2 a.m. Like I'm, cause I'm dumb and the first thing I see is the tragedy, and my heart just fell into my stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh. <laughs> so I, I figured, I, I figured from a writing standpoint, we were due for a, a turn. We have not had a lot of negative uh, impacts yet, and so I was kind of waiting for that sort of. We've had lots of little missteps, but we haven't had like a major story arc gone negative. And, and since this is the whole, I want to I say, but like the whole season is season two which the second of the trilogies have always been the not good for the good guys part of the trilogy so true i know we're not i'll disagree banking on this only being three seasons but right now historically speaking in star wars universe this I, is going to be a not good season I, I, for the good see, guys i think that's true for empire strikes back attack of the clones is it's kind of good for the 
good guys because they get clones, and there's not a lot of bad things that happen in Attack of the Clones. And then let's look at yeah, if you're a Jango Fett fan, it is he loses his damn head. Yeah, but he's a bad guy, so that doesn't count. <laughs> so he's been Boba Fett forever, and now he's redeemed. Separate, separate take. Um, and then, Ish. and then you got the the movie that we shall not mention from the sequel trilogy that we won't talk about. It's not very. It, it doesn't have that. Like it's sort so, it's sort of sad because you know what's his nuts dies, and they find some books and like it because you know it, it's a car chase that goes really really bad. So it's like I, I can't but, but, feel guilty about that. But if you look at the tone, like the end of the movie by the director who announced shall not Voldemort, the director of Voldemort. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Big O R J. I mean, yeah, the end has the death of Luke, but it literally has seven people on the Falcon are the only thing left of the resistance that we know of. But the, it's, yeah, I, I mean, there's no hope, which everything has the been attempt. built upon. But, since the, but the, the attempt was to make it hopeless, but, and it but, failed. Okay, but here's the thing. But regardless of no, 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 that, no, no, that, that's important because at the end, the Empire Strikes Back. Luke's got a, lost a hand. Han's frozen in carbonite. Um, all is lost. All is lost for the core group of our heroes, not for the rebellion as a whole, because you know they lost Hoth, but they seem like they're going to be okay from that. The because from, from what we witnessed from Hoth is like, oh, we'll just go to the rendezvous, we'll figure it out. That no one seems like they're desperate, right? But it's hopeless on the Falcon on, on their way back, and so like the whole escape, everyone's kind of down because a they're also trying to escape from the Empire, but it's the whole tone is that. The other two movies, I don't know about you, but I just don't care enough to like. But well, no, no, no. I think after listening to the conversation, I'm throwing in outside opinion there, right. to a degree. I actually think we're both right, but I think this. I'm not being a mediator. I think truly, this is what what you just said brought it up. The difference was we actually care about the characters in Empire, right? Exactly. We're not worried about the rebellion and Last Jedi. Ugh, oh, you said? The, did you say hold it? Hold on, JD. Yeah, I did, because it's relevant. But in this episode, we're also very na- – so this is where I can see a parallel. We're actually more – I was. this is the first time I watched a Mando episode where I was actually feeling tension. It's the first one where I was like, oh, my God, this is going to go wrong. Something bad is about to happen to Gogurt, Grogert, whatever the frack his name is. Kevin. Kevin. Something bad. Kevin's going to be left home alone, and something's <laughs> going to occur. And so, oh! so this is the yeah, exactly. Um, so, hold on. So let's what, what, go ahead. I was going to say what you were saying, though. You're right because okay, the original trilogy was non-medicated bipolar. Like the highs were super high, the lows were super low. Whereas, like the sequel trilogy was well, butrin. Right, like <laughs> you're, you're not getting all the way up here. Right, right. I'm, so I'm, down I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Yeah. So it was more like lithium. Well, you know. And I guess but, the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy is the stuff that gave those patients an awakenings. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's We're all exactly like it. catatonic, and then suddenly catching balls, <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with all oh. all in a ticks and shaking in a mask, going, "Why did they make this movie?" Yes. Uh, let's dive into this. Uh, episode is called uh, episode chapter what, what, fourteen. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. If there's two left, it's fourteen. So chapter thir- uh, fourteen, the tragedy starring 
stars our favorite Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian, Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett. Spoiler! Uh, Ming-Na returns as Fennec Shrand. Uh, Giacano Esposito as Moff Gideon. Gina Carano as uh, Cara Dune in a short bit. Uh, we're going to give a shout-out to Katie M. O'Brien, who uh, was the comms officer last episode. We didn't give her a shout-out or two episodes ago. We'll give her a shout-out now. So, yay, shouts. And now let's do the mission report. All right, our mission report. On this week's How to Train Your Go Group, Dan Jaren is really trying, really into playing fetch with the child. He's also tickled when, uh, with calling out his name and watching the child react. However, he seems sad with the idea of giving the child to the Jedi. It's almost like he's trying to convince himself that it's the right thing to do. The two arrive on Tython, where they find a collection of stone ruins that looks like a good place for a Jedi to hang out or something like that. They arrive via jetpack since it's too narrow to land the Razor's Crest. But don't worry, Mendes parked, parked it in a nice, safe place. The two arrive at the magic rocks, and there's a stone in the middle. Unsure what to do, Mando places the child on the rock and sort of waits. Ahsoka said this was supposed to be plug and play. Uh, maybe perhaps you should take the child out uh, and blow into him and then plug him back in. While he's trying to figure out how it works, Mando spots a ship flying in the air. So kids at home, we all know it looks like Slave One. Could it be? Hang on to your best guard because it totally is! Grogu also figures out how to use the Seeking Stone and an energy field surrounds him that Mando can't pierce. Mando goes to buy him some time and is confronted by a mysterious man who wants his armor. Not Mando's armor, but the set he got off Cobb Vanth. Boys and girls, I give you Boba Fett! He's also not alone. Remember Frederick, the sharpshooter from the Gunslinger episode? Uh, she's in cahoots with Fett's. They do some negotiations, but are interrupted by some stormtroopers. Din goes back to help the child. The others defend him from the stormtroopers. It's a slaughter. Fendra and Fett continue to prove that stormtrooper armor is the most useless thing in the galaxy. Din tries once more to break the child out of his energy field, but is knocked unconscious instead. Uh, Boba Fett goes crazy with a scaffy stick and annihilates a squad of stormtroopers. Fendrick uh, uses a loose boulder to reenact Indiana Jones. Then Fett sees his armor in the razor's crest and goes to get it. While he's gone, Din goes to aid Fenric, and soon it seems to all is lost when Fett shows back up with his armor and just finishes the job, sending troopers scurrying back to their transports. Fett uses his jetpack rockets to explode a transport, sending it into a second fleeing transport. Looks like stormtroopers aren't going home today. Then remember Mando parked the Razor Crest in a safe place? Well, about that. The crest is destroyed by an orbital bombardment. Fett goes to secure Slave 1 so they don't lose both ships. All the while, Moff Gideon unleashes robotic dark troopers to fly down Iron Man style. Swoop up and uh, swoop up and grab the kid who is now sleeping after his long-distance call. Slave One takes chase, but it's too late. The baddies take the baby. Fett has his armor and uh, back and proves that uh, that it was his father's. But he promises he would uh, he would protect the child, and now he has to finish that mission. The three head back to Dave Navarro, meet up with Marshal Cara Dune, and look for where Bill Burr is playing his next gig. Looks like Spaceachusetts is playing a prison for the next 50 years. Guess that's where we're going next episode. And before we end it all, we see the child is using the force to smack two stormtroopers around after Moff Gideon teases him a bit. They stun the baby and put the most adorable pair of shackles on his cute little arms. The end. <laughs> These are called. Do, do you know how much I held my tongue for you this time oh. so that I didn't interrupt you? 
Good. I'm glad. I'm proud. <laughs> During the whole battle report, I didn't say a word, did I? Right, because you're, you're learning. <laughs> I'm conscientious this time. <laughs> you're learning. So uh, I, I, I thought he was talking about the pause to insert the new one. I didn't realize you. <laughs> oh, I was tracking. Acting. <laughs> Directing. So <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that, so you can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. Producing. I I like that take. Let's keep that one. (laughs) I like how we sum up Hollywood. All (laughs) brilliant. Um, So uh, I was. I have a friend of mine who um, I've mentioned him before, but he during the pandemic he's he took Star Wars and went head first into it because there's not much else to do. He's a coworker of mine. And so he's watched everything. I mean, he even watched Resistance, which I warned him, like, eh, it's not the best, but he still watched it. So good, good on him. Um, he called, and we, you know, every every Saturday we will have a discussion about, you know, what we thought about the episode. And then he just come up with the fir- the, the the question I'm going to ask you guys. So is the Mando just an idiot? Yes. <laughs> um, and so, I think he's out of his depth. So. And I was like you. There's some, I, bad, there's some, there's some bad characters. Honestly, there's. I had a conversation. There's actually some bad writing in the season for Manda. Maybe that's why Pedro, if those rumors of Pedro being frustrated are true, there's some out-of-character decision-making that happens. If you look at season one and look at season two, he makes some really, really weird decisions. So, like and running into an electrical bubble multiple times. Was, why? There's that. but And, and, and I, I kind of defended that. But the one, the one that I couldn't defend – was so why doesn't he pick back up the jackpot? Because that would right. make his whole life a lot easier, and we could have got a cool aerial combat, um, you know, dark trooper versus Mando in the air to fight for. And so it's it's fun. And then he mentioned, and I'm you know, look, I get I logically I understand. So it's we we can't have him have the back the jetpack cuz we we can't do that scene we just can't and we're not doing that scene and so we got to give him a way to just he's got to go up and down this hill that's what's going to happen but it would be to me a lot easier if they would have just said they would damaged it instead of just forgot about it because i forgot about it and then he mentioned it and that's all i can think of now it's like why don't you just grab yeah. the backpack you got to fly back and forth it could have made this a whole lot easier <laughs> I didn't like every time after that initial scene where he dropped it and they sort of come across their came to their agreement or whatever. All I could say was that when he turned around, where's your backpack? Where's your backpack? Where's your well, backpack? Well, and then I'll, there was the aerial combat or the, the dark troopers came down and I was like, Oh, it was the MacGuffin. So he couldn't just be like, baby's mine. Let's go. Yeah. And then, well, all I could think about is seeing him run up and down the hill. Like speed it up, cue some Benny Hill music. <laughs> and then the, the only other major issue I had with this episode, which I, I I'll get to the directing thing in a second. The only major issue I had is at one point Mando looks up and he sees that there's a there's a ship up there, right? <clears throat> and he sees that there's a massive ship in the atmosphere. And then later on, Boba goes after him and is like, "Hey, it's a, it's a." imperial ship they're back and there's no response from mando whatsoever like no shit where you guys been there's no oh it's kind of weird no no i got you i I, I can top it ready he fought stormtroopers five minutes before (laughs) 
Right. No one right. else uses stormtroopers except the Empire. So it's not so. Right. So why well, didn't, is, didn't why is he surprised? Didn't, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. It's weird. It's weird. There was a there's a there was a beat where Ming Na says something about they're not supposed to be operating here. Yeah. So I wonder if like I wonder if that Imperial cruiser was significant in the fact that it wasn't a out of touch warlord stormtroopers. It was the Empire proper. I wonder if that was just maybe what we were supposed okay, to gather. I could buy that. Uh, or maybe it's he's saying they're back, meaning they're back in this territory. Maybe there's a lot of that. Because I have a question about the Beskar situation, and I don't know if that's something we want to jump into yet or not. The only thing that stormtroopers can hit? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> It'll it's a magnet. blaster bolts, but also attract them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is so in, in and you guys know this more than me. You, so this is a uh, 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 idiots asking more questions. So originally, Fett's armor or Django's armor handed down to his son was originally Durasteel or Plasticeel? Uh, Durasteel, I think. All right, so it was originally Durasteel. So is his armor Durasteel or is his armor Beskar? Beskar. Or did they just retcon? They so they just retcon. They retcon is Beskar. Wow. Okay. I'm just curious. It's Beskar. They they retconned it, and they because they retconned the whole thing. So Django's now a foundling, which which passes on to, to um, Fett. So Fett, they're both Mandalorians now, which I'm I guess <laughs> I'm I'm okay with as long as they made him a foundling. I'm okay. So that I mean, that was an easy fix. <laughs> and I guess it, to me it makes sense because he's got the the mammoth <clears throat> signet anyway that is more like uh, Bo-Katan penguin than it is the. Uh, Mudhorn. Mudhorn, like it's look, it's just a picture. It's not a, a raised right but, sculpture. But look, let's be honest. Bubba Fett should be Mandalorian because without Bubba Fett, there's no Mandalorians. That's true. I mean, I'm not, that's not that, that that's how we were introduced to him from the animated series and the action figure. This mysterious Mandalorian warrior. Okay, and so of course it makes sense that he's a Mandalorian. It's weird that George didn't want him or Jango to be. Man, Mandalorian, but of course, as I was reading this week, George wanted to kill Ahsoka. He's in the "Let's Kill Ahsoka" chart, you know, oh, you know, group. So I'm glad he doesn't have control. <laughs> no joke. So what? What? What did you guys take? So, so I called when Scotty and I first talked, and then of course, our, our Scotty sees it at two. I see it at five. JD sees it at six. That's just kind of the, the pattern. So I'll wake up to a, a note from Scotty like, "Hey, let's talk," and then. I'll send something like, oh, my God, and then J.D. will be like, I just woke up, <laughs> and we'll get the full <laughs> But, like, the thing that I took away from this that got me so riled up was, was multiple things, right? And I'm just going to lay them out, and then we, you guys can pick apart what sure. you want. First off, I did not expect us to be on Tythos, Tython, whatever it is, Python, Tyloid. I didn't expect us to go straight there. That was a fantastic surprise, and I loved it, right? So we go straight to the, the meat of the story. Second immediately Boba Fett's Slave 1 shows up, and you're like, well, they're not going to play any cards on that. We, we know something's happening. My first right? thought was, is that Slave 1? <laughs> that yeah, one. that's the same here. I did not expect Fennec or Ming-Na, whatever. Um, I did not expect her to show up, so that was awesome to me because it... We'll go to that. We'll, we'll go to that. <laughs> then, I did... Uh, the biggest two takeaways from this... Uh, well, one, one's a real takeaway. The other one's just fun. The real biggest takeaway for me, and I told Scotty this is, Finally, and this is a big deal, finally, Boba Fett is justified as being a fan favorite. Because prior to that, I, I know the comics exist in their canon, but not everybody knows that. Most people who like Boba Fett only know him from the movie. But now we know he's a legitimate badass. Like, we totally get it. He is 100% a 
the baddest man. And then the last piece was, I did not know who directed this episode. So when it was done, seeing Robert, Robert Rodriguez's name up there made me very, very, very happy. Yeah. All right. Now, back to JD apologizing for being gone. <laughs> Let's go to that. <laughs> well, our avid listeners will remember we've had multiple discussions about who picks up Fennec out of the desert at the end of the that episode uh, with, uh, anyway, uh, from season one and y'all were right. It was not, it was not Jaren. If she was, she'd be dead because she would have been in the cargo hold in Carbonite. Right. If it was my theory. So, and I think, I can't remember which one of you said it was Boba Fett. I think it was Drew, but I could be incorrect. No, I w- I'll, um, st- I'll stand by and say I, uh, Cad Bane was my pick. Okay. But but I'm a bigger fan of Cad Bane, and I said that again to somebody else. I think that I mean I love the Boba Fett angle. Don't get me wrong, but I love the idea of Cad Bane being in it. Would have been a, a nice touch. Maybe next season. Maybe next season. I just think it's a continuity era, it's, and it's a continuity era because I just didn't think about it. I don't think they thought about the um, Fett being in, in the Tuscan robes and stuff when because he's not when he's when. When she, you know, uh, he gets right. Frederick, and so, so that throws everybody off. So when we see him, he's on these robes, and it's like can't be fat. <laughs> so, so yeah, and I was just going with the simplest thing, which was spurs out. <laughs> Literally the laziest possible. Solution. So the um, other other question I have um, uh, about uh, Fett. So he's got Slave One. So has he just always been on Tatooine, or did he? I mean, there's a lot of questions here. Like, is he rear windowing his armor for five years? Like, <laughs> right? He's trying to. Like, I I think he dances with wolves. Did I think he went straight Avatar? Like, I think he fell in love with a Tuscan woman, had a couple of weird, uh, weird kidlets, and I, I think he's been. I think he's been living with them now. My greatest theory is that from his learning of that, he he realized that. What's it? What, Cal, whatever his name is, uh, skinny face, uh, Deadwood, um, Cobb, Cobb Van, Cobb. Thank you, Cobb Van. I think he may have observed that the fact that Cobb Van was using because Boba Fett's changed. He's nowhere near as evil seeming to me. So I think he maybe observed it and let the guy have it until at which point it became his again by being found. Yeah, Fett, I, 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 yeah, Fett seems to yeah. have some sort of code, which is interesting. He does, which he's never had before, right? Yeah, like, not that we've seen, like you know. At least visually, I don't. I can't talk about the novels and the comics I've never read, so I can't. You know, I know that stuff's canon, but there's a lot of it, and so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't remember any. I mean, I'm sure there was a, like in the later books when he trains Jaina and all this other stuff. There is a code there, but it's, it's still just Boba Fett, right? And I mean, What's, let's be honest in in the. In the films, he's just a glorified UPS man anyway. <laughs> that's it. But that's why this episode's so important. It, it, it actually says, hey, all these years your obsession with Boba Fett is now officially okay. Before you were believing in a dude, you were here worshiping a guy that has two lines. See, see, Three lines? Three lines. See, now I want to write um, Dances with Banthas. I, I really want to. Yes. I'm telling you, I think he was there just kind of living his best life. Because like, I, mean, I can see... I can see. With, dances with crates. No, Banthas. Happy okay. Banthas. They're like buffalo. 
but it's not dances with buffalo. It's dances with wolves, which is yeah. Predator. Craig Dragers are bigger than wolves, so it'd be like something whatever's halfway in between, whatever the dog thing. Dances were. with sand cats. Yeah, whatever. But I, because now I can I can picture it. I can picture like, you know, they pull him out. He recover. You know, that's how he recovers. It takes him a little while because, you know, t- yeah. sand people medicine has to be terrible. Like it's not modern. That's why he's all scarred up. It's not like he was ac- had access to Bacta, and then he learns. You know, he recoups and learns with 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 the Sand People. Um, f- falls in love, has a family, and then something happens to that tribe that leaves him alone. And so now he now he you know he has another quest. He sees the armor and goes after the armor because he's clearly he's got no attachments now. Something's had to rip those. I mean that may that's why he's a changed man. That's how I would write it. <gasps> yeah. What if what if the what if his version of stands with a fist was that first offering to the crate dragon in episode like one or two? <laughs> <laughs> Meal for a crate. <laughs> <laughs> Meal for a crate. <laughs> I am meal with a crate. It's like what a really specific name. <laughs> oh my my name foreshadows something. The prophecy has been said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. In my in, in, right in my language, my name means appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as bad as my friend over here gets snotted on by crate. That one. In in our language, his name means Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm the only one who can make these kind of jokes. It's kind of fun. Yep. Just let you roll. Yeah, I'm just, just I'm just impressed that the translation turns into a brand name, not just you know, generic <laughs> tissue paper. Right, right. Kleenex. Like, it's that very means, forward that thinking. That means in like Kashyyyk, my name might mean, you know, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Whiskey. Big. Your name means whiskey. No, it would be Jim Bean. Not just whiskey. My name would be Jim Bean. Right. No, but you're JD, Jack Daniels. Okay, so no Why one can hear you do that. <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> Most people now just think, God, the podcast just went off. What happened? JD was shaking his head, not making noises. <laughs> He's punishing us for feeling can, bad. I don't understand that. Can you, put, can you impregnate a pause in the podcast? Is I it can't, possible? I can't. I can't impregnate anything, baby. <laughs> Aren't you fixed? <laughs> Can that please be the opening line? The the cold open of this episode. I can impregnate anything, baby. Um, Well, if I remember, and also children listen to it for a little bit, and then I don't want to be like out of the gate. I mean, I do wait a lot twenty minutes before we start dropping really bad stuff. All right, so we get Boba Fett, and that's like, what about the what about the ship exploding? What do, what do we do there? That's a pretty big turn. Like so, that's a massive, unexpected moment. So, my first thought was me and the other you know twenty eight hundred people that bought the Razor's Crest from Haslabs going, son of a bitch. <laughs> or Woot. Ha- Why not Woot? Hasbro got you my five hundred dollars destroyed. Uh, limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> what if they sent it to you and it was a box of dirt? <laughs> Probably what, I told him I said if he, I, I sent him a message I think I said now it's just a box of Lego <laughs> right <laughs> what if they just send you a box and it's a little it's a little silver spear <laughs> right. like, yeah, okay so a bunch of, bunch so of- seriously to that point so 
when he was sifting through the wreckage, he picked up three things. The last was his spear. The second was was Grogu's ball. What? Now that first thing, at first, my wife thought it was the 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 tip of his disruption rifle, but it wasn't. It was some, but it had hinges. It was like a brace of something. But was it significant? Did I you guys didn't, recognize I didn't, it? I didn't recognize it. I didn't either. But um, okay. Yeah, didn't. Recognize I've watched it. twice now, and I, I, I didn't. I watched once on the phone, unfortunately, and once on the screen. And I, I didn't watched pick it up twice. Once yesterday, once today. So. Well, we earlier. went back and we we actually paused it when he picks up that first thing because she was like, "It was the front of his rifle." I was like, "No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It had a U, and but it didn't. It was almost like a a, a broken brace hinge or sextant. I don't know. Uh, Interesting. It was it was re- weird. I like JD using the big word sextant. <laughs> I get some so, education so the- up in this podcast. <laughs> the best thing about this episode, I mean, obviously we, we bash on it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have no, I, I'm nitpicking it because no, I love it. No, no, right? yeah, we, we. This is fun bashing. This isn't like, this is not like yeah. what we did for the gunslinger or the prisoner. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, the prisoner gets a reference and is brought back. Yeah, we got Space and Juices <laughs> coming back. Space oh and Juices is coming. I'm excited. Of Bill Burr's all back. People to bring back Space which, and Juices, which ties into the fact that. Uh, Obi-Wan just started shooting in Boston, London. That cracked me up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's wicked. It's freaking wicked. Uh, and, and apparently, uh, so is uh, Cassian Andor started shooting this week, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, interesting. So, we've got we've got those companies simultaneously. I just, I, I, I love, I, I'm, a, I'm a, oh, let me get those down to Target for now. So, then we also get the, the Baby Yoda scenario. Who did you reach out to? You have theories on on that that's the fun speculation of course but I, ripping across the internet but i think we're still at the we're still at the, the four jedi that we had before, from yesterday last week's discussion who who could talk to luke leia ezra or um uh kel kestis yeah what about the dude from uh force unleashed he's not canon it's not canon yet <laughs> and, and our dark I, didn't ask he was canon. I just asked what about him Dark Troopers are from Force Unleashed, right? No, they're from uh, uh, Dark Forces. Yeah, which is also oh. a video game. So you're right; they're from a video game, and they're brought in. Yeah, look, they can bring anything they want in. I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, is Star Wars really going to have a guy running around called Star Killer? <laughs> All I know, you know what? You know who it is. You know, it's Jar Jar. Oh God! No. You know what? Oh, oh, what? The name of the episode was the tragedy. Who's Darth Plagueis the Wise? Jar Jar. So the tragedy equals Yoda, baby Yoda, go into Jar Jar, oh, train, he's oh, next Sith Lord. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the horses. Throw the throw throw all the Jar Jar crap out. You mentioned something that I did not think of. What if it's a Sith? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who who says that only one people can get that message? Well, so so well, the interesting... he's making a monkey face. I'll describe <laughs> I it. Said it for weeks. What if Gideon got there so fast because he heard the beacon? I yeah. mean, I know they tracked his ship. Yeah, that's the beacon he heard. But, Damn. Uh, I I still don't think he's force sensitive. I think he wants to be. I think, I think he wants to be. Him. I think he wants to be. Well, and I think he's emulating Vader. I think there's a. I, I, the more I watch it, the more. So I think I still believe that, that getting 
Gideon is a second to someone else. He's the enforcer to, I believe, Thrawn. Um, yeah, that's that's my theory. Um, and so I think Gideon is still doing that game. Like I feel like he's the Darth Vader to the, the okay. Thrawn's emperor. So, so if he's second to Thrawn, let's just. I, I don't believe it, but let's 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 speculate. So if he's the second of Thrawn, Thrawn has no interest in the Force. So is this project of Gideon's like his own project? Like when Thrawn was in charge of the Defender Project? Well, like this was because so, oh, real quick the because the Defender Project ate up resources from the Empire, and so did the Death Star Project. And so in the end, the Death Star Project wins. He loses. That's what, that's because that's why at the end of Rebels, he goes to fly to you know you know. Uh, he goes back to Coruscant to talk to the Emperor and about his Defender project, and this is when he told. They send him on a, then he, but that's also when they send him on the crappy scenario, like in, in the old canon ways, right? They throw him away right there. No, well, no, that's, that right? no, that's when they send him back to Lothal. He came back to Lothal, to, and that's the, end of the last episode. Like he's gone, like in the two episodes before the finale, because he's not there when Kanan dies. Spoiler. That's right. Because uh, because because right. uh, Governor Price does it, but they they do it they they kill him by destroying all the fuel, so all the factories for the Defender yep. Project can't happen, and he's upset, as upset as Thrawn yep. can be, and um, but he's been told that you know that um, uh, Director uh, Krennic's uh, project is going to go forward, and the Defender Project isn't, and so that's that's what the way he's carrying when he comes back, and then he gets trapped wherever Ezra is. It's a shitty day for him. <laughs> Because okay. he thinks if he can get Lothal, he'll get his project back. Right. Okay. So, in the original appearance of Thrawn, which was the first showing up of the, you know, the first books that were written, you know, the Thrawn trilogy. Right. Was him cloning oh, I brought this George up. Sabah. Oh, I so, brought this up. I brought this so up. Is history no longer canon, but they've brought a lot of things from Legends into canon yeah. of him needing somebody with the Force. So what if his mandate to Gideon is get me a force user that can battle meditate my fleets? I, I, I like it. I like it. Well, I, I, I think there's also the – he's Chiss, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And don't aren't they the ones that have the uh, – they call it something else. But it's, it's like they're – is it females maybe? But somebody in their species is force sensitive that helps them become really great pilots for a period of time. Is, am I remembering this correctly, or am I making up some shit? Uh, I, yep. Legend stuff, I don't I know. Don't. Yeah, the only time remember. I've heard anything about specifically about a female Force-sensitive Chiss is in the supposed next Rebel of Seasons uh, synopsis. Or next season of Rebels synopsis. That was very Yoda of you. <laughs> yes, season two Rebels. Mm, yes, mm. Yes. Mm. Synopsis, yes. Rebels, mm, yes. Mm, yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> Maybe Yoda, yes. Up on my, a meme popped up on my Facebook that I posted exactly a year ago today. It's like, are Baby Yoda's first words going to actually be his seconds? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so so we, we go back to speculation. I, I love the idea of a Sith. That's fantastic thinking. Um, we obviously have the four that Scotty has, has kind of – I don't want it. I know everyone's hot to try. Like the internet's hot right now for Sebastian Stan as Luke. Oh, I'm, I'm not into, into that. I'm into. I'll, no, I'll, I'm not into. I it. will Sebastian Stan, Stan stand that all day long. Mm, Stan. I will, I'm sorry. I will, I'm, I'm standing I will, by Ezra. I will stand that. Ah. That's for you kids out there. You I, get it. I am convinced, as I was last episode. It, it's funny. 
we have a loyal listenership, but we don't have the wide listenership that others do. And I know this is probably group thinking or anything, but we I, we were one of the first to, you know, I was at least one of the first to say, hey guys, maybe maybe this episode happens before the Rebels Coda. Now they're like, it's happening before, like even Filoni come out and says, well, time is funny in Star Wars. And that's his way of saying, yes, that's happened after the Rebels Coda. So, so it happens before the Rebels or- Coda. And I agree with you, and you 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 were the one that called. Or this is an Ahsoka lives question mark versus Ahsoka lives exclamation right right. Moment. So because Filoni is a little bit of a trickster, he's a little bit of a, a, a yes, low key of himself. He he is definitely that. Um, I you know so you know I'm conv- I'm still convinced unless otherwise unless you know Sabine shows up in an episode, I'm convinced that she finds the information from not Mingna. And takes it to Lothal, and her and Sabine go out, go out and find Ezra. Go Could find because it. it's, 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 it's weird. Yeah, go ahead. I was, which is great because then that leaves it wide open for Rosario Dawson-led uh, show. Right. Which is I'm, I'm I'm all for. I think it's fantastic too, and it could very well be. It's just, it's just funny to me because part of our discussion was using uh, what is the kid's name? What is Harris' kid's name? Uh, Jason. 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 Using Jason as the reference point, but I don't know if that's accurate even. I think if time's going to be fluid, that whole sequence is out of order, right? The whole ending is out of order of what we're seeing. They're just giving us recaps of everything that but, happened. But no, you know, even... I mean, even then, it's like... I mean, the only things that they showed us, they showed us three things visually. Um... Zeb and um, Callus going to um, Lyrason to or whatever the hell they go, <laughs> whatever they, you know, to go live their life together because I'm totally they're totally a gay couple, and so uh, <laughs> the fans want it. I'm kind of like I could see it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for fantastic. it. Go 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 be go live your life. And then a bunch um, of we, bears, just a bunch of bears, bunch of bears, a big old, <laughs> big old bear cave. And so, um, and then you got Hera and Jason, and then you've got Ahsoka and Sabine, and that covers everybody. Yeah. So, um, but I we think, don't know the timeline of those moments, is what I'm saying. Right, but we, we're, we're cl- clearly well, they're all after the Battle of Endor. We know that. We just don't know how far. Right. Right. So, all I know is if they do have the Rosario-led Ahsoka show, and she needs a love interest, I'm here. <laughs> Duly Doctor, noted. You could be Sith Lord Beard Fosse. <laughs> Darth Beard Fosse. So if they make me a, dar- a doctor or a Darth, I'm evil. She'll just murder me. Uh, can maybe I'm- not. Maybe you're maybe you're a snarky love interest. It's just conflicted. Uh, can I can I, nah, can I, I drop a criticism? Always. Let's go for it. Um Giancarlo Esposito is a Extremely, <laughs> extremely talented. Um, <laughs> right, he's like, doing right, is an extremely talented actor, right? And he's been proven to be an effective Good. bad guy. Why is he written as a mustache twirly villain? Which is what JD is doing. What JD's choice is about. I, I, I don't. He, it looks good too. What the hell? <laughs> he's gonna start twirling his mustache. Um, I think he should. But 
clearly I'm not wrong on it because JD's caught on to it. I mean, clearly I'm not wrong on this, right? I'm not misreading this. He's very no. <laughs> like, oh look, we have well, to oh, let's watch the baby blah. kill people. And I got a question. So here's my problem with Moff Gideon, and I I think from the beginning I, I think I, I was I was wondering this. Um, why do villains kill their own people? Well, I think that's a, well, yeah, yeah, that's it. it. It is in the writing rule book. If you want to show someone as even more evil, you can have them do a lot of vicious acts. But I think to really convey it to an audience and dumb it down, there's two things you can do in writing that are that are tropes. Um, well, there's three. One is rape, but not going to happen in Star Wars. So the other two options are kill an animal, kill a pet, right? That upsets the audience. Right. And or watching a villain kill his own men, that upsets the audience as well. It says to the audience, it's a, it's a visual cue, auditory cue to say stakes higher. But right? see, and I think that's what they're doing. So, so even if they do that, he's very much a trope. He's a trope, right? That's okay, but, but right, but even doing they do that, when we saw, we never saw him kill people. It was just Taika did it in that comedy way with the two scout troopers. Remember? Oh well, you know they've yeah. killed, killed, and so my 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 problem with that is, I mean, honestly, really, for Star Wars fans, you can get them upset, punch, uh, punch a baby Yoda, or uh, or empower a woman, and they will just fucking lose their mind. So, yep. so it's what happens. But um, they're also QAnon fans. The same people that get upset about that are. Uh, hey, President all- Trump is just trying to save the babies from being eaten by the cultural elite. There, I said it. <laughs> no, what is that crap called? Silver, silver, steed, silver. I don't know. We just called? lost all our QAnon listeners. <laughs> oh no! All three of them. There's three. Hey, when you only have like twenty eight listeners, the three we need. <laughs> Look, they're gonna get their hit. They're gonna get their hit of adrenochrome and come back. That's right. it. Adrenochrome. I knew there was something. Chrome, silver, same thing. I, I, I think I, I really wish. Um, well, do you want me to go down the rabbit hole? Mad Max is secretly a movie telling you that. So, so the opulent dudes that are spraying it's shiny and chrome. That's talking about adrenochrome. So what the bad guys represent Mad Max. Mad Max is actually is is actually Donald Trump. And then the woman in it is that crazy Kellyanne Conway. And it's th- that's what Mad Max is actually about. And everybody else in there is a liberal. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I'm saying when they spread themselves with adrenochrome. <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're telling you that I'm just saying, you know, all the villains in Mad Max are liberals. Gosh darn liberals! I'm trying to get the QAnon listeners back. I got you. I feel you. They already stopped. We're good. (laughs) I will never get that out of my brain now. (laughs) That that just took residence up there. Just nestled itself between like Star Trek and Star Wars knowledge. It kicked the last bit of math knowledge I had right on out. Listen, there's a good YouTube viral video there. Oh yeah, can just go ahead and produce that. I'm just. I'm with you. Yeah. Dude, that would become QAnon canon. You'd be famous and murdered. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't be murdered. Cause it's not, I'd be like a I'd be like a Scientologist. I'm good. Yeah, that's better. It'd be really scary if like one of our screens went black suddenly. <laughs> that's because I got a text. You're like, what happened to JD? QAnon. Now we HQ, know too much. Like, JD. Um what's your current location? <laughs> Darth Beard Fussy, you must. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are we live? How do they even know? 
They always know, JD. They always know. Dude, Carl, my NSA guy, apparently at this point, pissed off at me. If that's the case, <laughs> how's it going, Carl? Can you imagine? I would, I would totally watch an entire show about like you being your NSA agent, and his name is Carl. He's like, how's it going, Carl? It's like, oh man, it's just tough. Life's really hard right now. Like he's really depressed. <laughs> yeah. Because all he does is listen to how like great your life seems, but all he can do is listen to you. That's all he can do. Oh. No, if he was listening, he he no, I, he would be depressed at my depressed. <laughs> He's probably like this stupid motherfucking Star Wars nerd. My right. God, all he talks about is Star Wars and painting forty k shit. Or he's a trekker, which makes it even worse. Is it trekker? I believe it's trekkie. Don't, yeah. don't insult the trekkie. Yeah, don't insult the on the side of the fence. There's both. We can't mm. lose everyone. We can't lose all. We gotta catch them all. I, like Pokemon. I, I think I think trekkers are something like some a group of people are trying to make work, like in Mean Girls. Look, you're not gonna make fetch happen. And so, I think trekkers are Star Wars fans that have watched one episode of Next Generation, and it happened to be Data's Day, the most boring episode ever made. And so they just like, I'm a trekker. What happened in Data's Day? Nothing. Nothing happened in Data's Day. That's the point of the episode. I don't even remember it. Please, Chief O'Brien can do gets that, but it's just like the oh. Matrix screen, screen of binary. This tangent brought to you by Gogurt. Grogurt. Grogurt. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you can't even get the product name right. <laughs> Are your kids starving? Are they last of a race? Grogurt. It's the race saver. It's, I don't know what that means, but I'm going with it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the race that eats the other races. It's either available in frog egg or blue macaroon. <laughs> That's it. The only two options. Um, uh, so uh, is Mingna a robot? I can't figure that out. Is she part robot? What is she? I, I think she's she has a robot stomach. Yeah, she has a robot stomach. It's a really weird... She, I, it was a weirdly weird placement for a cyborg. <laughs> Did they just hook her it's together? It's really weird that Boba had the parts. <laughs> well, That's a good thing she got shot in the belly button. Right. <laughs> Do you need that? I have a replacement over here. <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of interesting because it it it, um, it reminded me of, uh, of, of uh, oh my God, Darth Maul. When he had the spider legs, right? I just like how he just kind of cobbled some crap together, right? But I just couldn't figure out like the re- like it's a weird inside thing. I couldn't. He rolled it. He rolled a twenty. He rolled a nat twenty, <laughs> or a triumphant if you're playing that. Oh, the uh, old, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I like how um, the beginning. I'm going to go back to the beginning when. Um, uh, first of all. It, so it was great to see Titan. I agree with you, but it was like I was expecting a temple, and I, we got a couple of rocks. <laughs> we got some old school. And it was, old school. I do like I do like when he when he brings up um, uh, Grogu up and was like, "So does this does this seem Jedi to you?" <laughs> and then he starts looking around for like a way to turn it on. <laughs> He's like, "But, but Ahsoka just but said Gober. I plug you in. I don't understand what's not what's not working." <laughs> I look, but you're like, yeah. Does this, does this look Jedi to you? Grogu's like, dude, I'm six. <laughs> like, like what? Nothing looks Jedi to me. Dude, he's a pet. 
he's a freaking pet. And my theory on, on him being seen as a pet is further emphasized in the opening where he's like, Grogert. And, and the little little turd turns and looks at him and smiles and laughs. That's the same look I get from a dog. But I would be like, hey, dog. He'd be like, who? My dog's name is Dog. Like, do you want to go outside? And he'd be like, well, no. seriously, you named your dog Dog? His name was Dog1138. Because <laughs> I thought it would be funny as shit in college. If he ever escaped and someone found him, his tag would say Dog1138. Number and they'd be like, oh my God, this is animal testing. I don't know why. That was my, that was my whole thing. <sighs> or they would try to call to, or like... See, two, o is, I'm surprised his children are not named one, yeah. Human 1138 and Human 1139. <laughs> oh, human 1138 and THX Human. <laughs> yeah, that's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I kind of wanted to see what um, Grogu was ex- experiencing. Instead of like from the from a point of view, I just kind of I was like, "What's happening in there?" I was really curious, but we didn't get that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because they don't really follow. You, you know, our perspective on in season two has shifted. In season one, our perspective was pretty much locked to the Mandalorian. Like we we saw things most of the time through his eyes, and in this season, we've been jumping. Like he's he's knocked out for half half the episode right like he's unconscious as we get the boba and, and fennec show which was delightful well um i mean this whole season so i would have loved to have seen a little moment <clears throat> so we were at what episode six of the season i would say yeah. one episode is about mando the rest of them are not yep um the first episode is how cool, two left, right? right first episode is about how cool it is to see mando uh bubble fett's armor and oh shit a crate dragon two is about mando trying to get the frog lady but it's mostly about man it's Mando's journey of that three is hey look bo-katan <laughs> four um it's f- too fast too furious <laughs> oh my god you you really boil these down pretty well and then uh five uh five is oh my god ahsoka and michael Bean. right but hey oh my god ahsoka and then this one is this one has been the fet F- frederick show and so next week will be space Massachusetts. <laughs> But what's been great is I've enjoyed, I, I mean, except for Frog Lady, not a fan still, I've enjoyed every aspect. Like this season to me was way more enjoyable. Um, I've had more surprises. I've leaned in more. I've, I've, I've experienced something much more entertaining this season than I have from the first. So, and, so, from, and, so from a television perspective, is that a good or a bad thing? It's a good thing. That I don't, means they're getting their legs. I don't know because the show's about the Mandalorian and it's not been about the Mandalorian. I understand, but they're getting their legs, meaning it, it means that we're getting a bigger universe out of it as opposed to a small. That means they're going to invest more money. They're, they've invested more money into this season than they did the previous season. No, no. I, it shows growth. No, That's a bigger deal. No, no. I, I understand that, but strip all that away. Strip strip all that. I'm, I'm talking strictly story. I mean, the essence is you have to tell a good story. And while it's yeah, but I feel like we've gotten one. No, no, I'm no. I think we've gotten an entertaining story. I don't know if it's necessarily good. Um, I think it's better than the first season in the sense that what was the first season about? See, I don't, I don't know if it's a good show because of that. Don't well, there's get, no through line in the right, first right. season. There's no. I don't think there's a through line in the second season either. Here, here's the thing. For those who are listening, I love this show, and if if the show is just going to be 
eye candy of the week, I'm okay with that. However, you've established a character and you made a big deal about this Mandalorian character and then only to say, well, we have to have something for the pre-advertising. The show's going to be really about this Muppet that we're going to have and sell a, a shitload of toys out of. And then we're going to put all your favorite stuff in it around your Muppet. And That's this season, man. Well, it's also last season. Uh, it, you know... It, to a degree, but I mean, last season was last season was meandered, and that was the conversation I think I remember us having a recap. Is that my opinion was it meandered a bit? Because right. we would, I don't feel like this season, like we last week, we all thought that this episode was going to potentially be a, a cool off episode, right? Right, and it was the opposite of that. I feel like they've accelerated this season to be a little more. The, the, the through line in this episode is more clear, which is find Baby Yoda a home. That's what I feel like this storyline is. But I don't, the last episode is I, what but, to do with Kevin. So I don't think I am not confident by the end of this this season, Baby Yoda will have a home. He will not. And so, but, but by season end of season three is what I projected earlier this season. I I, I, I think I I'll have the option by season three, but I do not think Baby Yoda will take it. That, that's shooting themselves in the foot. That's Baby Yoda is their cash cow. Yeah, but baby, so. This the only way Baby Yoda becomes a Jedi is if that Jedi joins the team. You can't take Grogu off the show. You you can't. No, you can't so. take Grogu. Off right, the show. and so he's no, either not so. going to be yeah. he's not going to be a Jedi, and then but he's got all the cool power. So yes, he's going to be a Jedi. There's no way they're not going to make him a Jedi. So it's going to have to be the moment. No, he could be a Sith. He could be. He could be dark. He he's, could, he's I think gonna, he could be. I don't. I don't. I don't see him going dark. Well, hopefully, hope, hopefully, Freddie Prince Jr. isn't listening. Maybe he can go gray. Oh, don't. Mm. <laughs> no, bad. No, no. We're not having that combo. Well, he could. could can't he just be a force user though, and not pick a side? He can. But it's Star Wars, so he's going to have to pick a side. They're not going to. They're not going to have a free agent. They only got. They got well, one. They in, had one. They got one in they Ahsoka. They get well. They got one in Ahsoka, and um, Ahsoka's more Jedi than Jedi anyway. So, you know, she says she's no Jedi in that one. That one thing, but it's like, well, well, it goes back to my whole theory of uh, me personally. There's a. There's a. I've talked about it before. I think maybe not on this show, but I find there's an interesting relationship between. I don't like the word religion, but spirituality versus religion, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Uh, uh, Ahsoka is a very spiritual person. Like she's, uh, in, in terms of belief, she has a faith in something, right? But it's not the archetype of what a Jedi was. If the Jedi represents the sort of uh, uh, structured religion element, she's not into that. But she does believe that there's something to that religion. Does that make sense? Right. But with the with the forces, not to get too theological, but with the force, there's like if you have if you can touch it, like she can. There's not, there doesn't have to be faith. She can tangibly manipulate it. So at that point, it's just not being part of the rule set that the Jedi's have. Right. That's what I mean. Right. That's what I mean. Okay. You know, I, I think, I think Ahsoka has learned that the Jedi way was flawed. There's a, there's another way where you can do all you want and still not be corrupt. Then again, there's, there, she had this whole thing about attachment. That's why she wouldn't train. Grogert, she, you know, she, she did, she saw the best of them fall, you know, she, meaning Anakin and Vader, and, um, 
she she doesn't seem like she's attached and she doesn't really seem like she's been attached. So, you know, it's curious, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So, I'm, I, I I don't know. I I I find the season fascinating. I I'm happy with it as it is currently. Like and I know you're not saying that. I'm saying like right. I'm happy with it as from a narrative standpoint. I feel like this it's, is a little more cohesive than the it, first season. It's, it's beautiful eye candy, but when it when it comes down when it comes down to I just I I, I think the story's a mess. There's no Who I I think who are we watching? I think maybe 10 minutes more an episode of the little cut scenes like we had. I know you think he's all twirly and stuff, but like where we had that last little beat with uh, when we first saw um, Gideon with the Dark Troopers, right? More of the non-Mando point of view, building the story around Mando's trials and tribulations with Gover. Go Go I, was, I about said Govin. Kevin and Grogu <laughs> together. Oh, uh, Govin. Govin. I, I but, would like, and we'll talk about this after, well, I'll, I'm going to touch base on this in, in a couple of weeks when we do our recap show, but I would like to see going forward the journey, and we're not getting that. This Mando has gone, I mentioned this episode, the, the Mandalorian episode, uh, the Eris episode. He has now come face to face with another way. And now, in this episode, he's faced again with another way. So, is he a child of a watch, or is he a Mandalorian? And that's the story. That's the story I want. I want. I want this. The helmet. Is, they made such a big deal about not removing the helmet. And so, if if he has to come to grips with it, that he realizes that that is not the way. That's a journey. On the flip side, we also get. We also find out in the last episode that um, Grogu has to decide what he wants. Does he want to be a Jedi or not? And the scene stone was part of that. And to me, it's clearly he's there's a signal that's sent sent out there. So I would these two are on the same path of discovery and we're not going to get it and that kind of bums me out. I don't know. I think we the season. I think we may. I think that's the I think that's the episode. The episode is he is uh, are you familiar with the Western Once Upon a Time in the West? Yes. Yeah, I think he is the the harmonica playing man. Right. He is wandering about looking for purpose, um, interacting with very. Because if you think about that that movie, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've seen it. I watched the intro a lot. But it's been a while since I watched the whole movie. There are so many extra characters in that film, right? Right. They revolve around the harmonica playing man. <laughs> it's not necessarily about him all the time, but there's so many like Peter Fonda being the villain. All those great characters revolve around him, and he's the he's the uh, centrifuge in which they rotate, right? I think that's what we're going to get from this, and eventually, what will happen is uh, maybe this, maybe in the next two episodes, as weird as it sounds, they may streamline it, and he does come to turn taking off his helmet. Like that could very well happen. I think the Kevin Jedi thing is is something that will be dr drug out. I think that's going to be the underlying build. Um, I did not watch the first two seasons of Game of Thrones. The only reason I'm referencing this is because I read it recently that they. It was Filoni or Favreau referenced Game of Thrones in, in, in the development of the show. It was Game of Thrones, it, it's, I remember there being like 10,000 characters in the first season, and I just, it turned me off. But it's a very slow build to get to the Red Wedding, which is what, season three? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And that was the big moment, right? The Red Wedding was the one that was like, when that finally happened, everybody was like, oh, my God. And that's the right. one that kind but, of accelerated but the storyline. I think the difference between here and there, I, I don't see them building. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones didn't have the um, 
the luxury of 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 popping in an Ahsoka or Bo Katan in their second season. You know what I'm saying? I, but I, they threw I, in characters, right? We but, know who they are, but the but yeah, general audience doesn't. Yeah, but I, I don't know. If, I don't like even the net wasn't really that. Like, oh, so and so, what's his face? Is I we didn't. There's not that buzz. I, yeah. Really, until after the the red wedding was the biggest buzz that they had. But um, uh, yeah, from from the red wedding on, it was like oh, crazy shit. But my, I, I I'm okay with that. I I I'm just afraid it's going to turn into. To event of the week, and here, oh, because because in the end it comes to money. They're making a shit ton of money. They're getting a shit ton of views off this, and so if they they can dangle Ahsoka and whoever else, like, hell, they could dangle them all in front of us. You know, you know who they're going to dangle in front of us, and we all watch. And and if it doesn't, if it if it doesn't progress the Mandalorian storyline, why aren't what why aren't we doing an anthology series? I, I that's. I mean, again, like I said, I love the show if this is what it's going to be. But in the end, I kind of want more. And I'm looking at Favreau and Filoni going, why, what, what happened here? Well, you know, this is cool, but where's, where's the meat? And there's no meat. It's all dessert. Uh, maybe so. But it's the only current Star Wars that's working. And so, so is that the only way so Star Wars works? So is that the only way Star yeah. Wars works? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's not just that Star Wars, in in, the, in a live action sense, has got to be, um, pardon the expression, but dumbed down. It's got to be the simplified version of it in order to make it effective. That's what I'm well, wondering. And also, they can't have twenty something episodes a season to build like they and have different little side arcs and stuff. This feels like all the side arcs of a Rebel season without the unifying story, meaty. Like you were asking, it's got a outline of a story but it's not i mean i don't know no no i i, 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 I agree with it, but it, but it, my argument to that is that they picked that number they oh, yeah. they picked that number and and it's no, not no, like no, 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 no. the studio the studio picked that number no, that is a complete financial no no that's what i'm scenario. saying i'm saying they picked that number they being disney yeah. picks picks that number and um even when I think with the more money, I bet they were probably. I bet the studio was like, well, "Can we get some more F for the episodes?" And Favreau and Filoni's like, "No, you said eight. We're gonna make eight a season." And so, I because they're weird. I don't. I don't know. I I didn't mean mean to throw us off on that tangent, but I just I, I there's a journey here that should be, be we should be witnessing, and I don't think we're witnessing that. And I think they're more focused on what's the cool thing and the more shiny thing over here instead of like. You made a cool Mandalorian is a cool guy. Din, Din Djarin's an interesting character, and what what do we know about him? Well, and I think they're just good. It's just trickled out. It feels more like, I, and I'm with you. And, and it's it's not a contrarian point of view. I just feel like it's it's a slow drip sort of angle. It, that, I, I think um, it, I, I think it would be fine to be a slow drip if they would have called this Star Wars Aftermath or Star Wars. Uh, outer rim, but they didn't. They called it the Mandalorian, and so that means to me that's his show, right? I think it's just too simple. I think it's simpler than than I think. Uh, knowing you and your intelligence level, I think the show is too simple for you, Scotty. At the end of the day, like I think no, your intelligence. No, it's level not because I, I get up at two o'clock in the morning and, and, I, and I, I squeal over it. I like oh, it. Fair enough. But 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 Rebels was way more dense. The first season, not so much, but then it suddenly just started stacking. And as Rebels stacked, you're, at least knowing you, your love for it got deeper. Right. Whereas Mando doesn't stack very much. Mando is like, hey, it's surface-level Star Wars. This is where we're at. 
And the downside of that, and I agree with you, is I said this last season, is that it, when I said it meandered, is because it never told me a story. It just kind of showed me a bunch of cool scenes, which right. is what this one's doing. It actually feels like I'm sitting in on part of a D&D session right. or, or an RPG session more than anything else. It's like Creature of the Week in the RPG. And the enjoyment I get out of it is, oddly, as much as I love the speculation and all that, the enjoyment is nothing will ever be as something as, to me, will be as enriching as Rebels was. But this at least gives me something where it's like, hey, I can enjoy Star Wars again. I can at least enjoy it. I can enjoy it for what it was. So, Whereas he, I had not for a long time because the sequel trilogy is so just shit on a stick. So here's my issue with that, though. I agree with you 100% on that. But my question is why? What makes the live action one more difficult? We have Filoni there who wrote Rebels. We've got him there. And he's writing good. I mean, the one episode Union. he wrote is good. I, I just, Unions make it more difficult. I, I'm not asking for more characters. I guarantee you, it's all it's all money. All of it's money. I just all of I want a better story. I, I want a story. I don't want a better story. I want a story. I, mean, I, I gave first season a pass because shit, it's Star Wars. It's a Star Wars live action TV series. We've always wanted that, right? All right, so it gets a pass. It yeah, it meanders. Okay, well, well, hold on. There's, there's one other component. You're bringing up Filoni, which I would agree with. There's one component that people aren't going to like, and he's he's more in charge of it than I think people realize, and that would be Favre. Uh, yeah. Favreau could very well be the problem. Maybe so. Maybe because he's he's written the majority of the episodes. Yeah, he's written all but one this season. I know. Yeah. And so I mean, maybe maybe that's what it is. And I, he talks about how he writes them. He writes them in a single sitting. So it's not like he's going through and having a writer's room. On Gallery, he talked about how yep. he cranked these out like over Christmas break. So this dude's writing these in like twelve, not even twelve weeks. He's writing them in shorter enough in four weeks. Right. So maybe the bigger problem is that we're getting first drafts. To your point, and I, I'm not arguing with no, you no, about I'm it. Not, no, 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 I think, it, no. I think we're arguing. I think this is a healthy well discussion. A, yeah, it could very well be that Favreau is just giving us – you and I both know as writers. I don't know how much writing you do, JT. You usually get the final word into it, right? Character development doesn't come from your first idea normally. Right. Script development doesn't come from your – your first idea might be the seed, but it does take some time to build it out, and then you play with other stuff. Uh, you play with an accent. Maybe it's a German. Um, that's a, I don't know. I, I think it's just we're limited. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. We, we kind of want to hear what you're going to say. I need you to text your mama. I need a giant pizza. I'll pantomime it. You just keep yourself. And I'll okay, well, since you're listening anyway, text her that I either want a big burrito with like <laughs> Please put this in the episode. Or this is JD's uh, dinner. Carnitas uh, street tacos. She's texting me twice. I can't text her back right now. Go, turn around. Go, 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 go. Well, then hurry. You get out of the way. I'm not done. Go away. Which one was that? That was the eldest and the Grayson. Ah. Anyway, so yeah, great discussion. I know it's like it's great. I, 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 Again, I love the show. I just like you know, knowing what it could be. I'm like, I know what it could be. In fact, or, I would encourage people to, if yes, anybody listening, to throw that conversation up on the, so. on the on the page. Right. I think it's a further conversation. How do you feel about it? Do you feel like, uh, uh, and not in a bashing way, we're all here as fans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm and I think we're saying this out of love. Do you love the idea of where Mando's going, or do you want it to be something else? 
you feel like it's lackluster, then just give us your comments on the page and let's see what people say. Any thoughts? Or join Scott in his live stream. He's going to start tomorrow. (laughs) What? What? I don't want to be, I don't don't want to turn one of those guys and be like, all right, I'm going to be in my truck. Why not? I'm going to be in my truck and be like, all right, time to bitch about the Mandalorian. You mean like MC Chris's douche ass did today? What did MC Chris do today? Oh, God, he he put this post up and was like, you know, I wanted it, and then I found out I am truly a nerd because I hated what I wanted, and so I got what I wanted, and I got what I asked for, but I didn't like it. What's that and to like? like? I, he didn't, he because didn't, apparently him having a song called Fet Fet makes him an expert on Boba Fett. Sure, yeah, his uh, backpack has jets. He's Boba right, the so, Fett. And since the people, hunt, job of the hunt. <laughs> anyway, I think he's a. Anyway, I, I remember the time he came to Ground Zero. I, I do too. Just not a cool person, uh, and his voice annoys me. Wait, just so, straight up. So he just wasn't happy with Fed. He wasn't, and he was. He's. I don't know. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> Maybe he was just. Look, hey. it's weird. It's weird. I think a lot of people hold the Mandalorian as precious because I think many of us are just very dissatisfied Star Wars fans from the sequel, the, the sequel trilogy, and so we all hold it maybe a little bit closer than we should. Not all of us, but a lot of us. I mean, even the Star Wars uh, explained guy, who's the most neutral dude I've ever met, is that way. Oh, are you guys doing your your Mortal Kombat fight scene? <laughs> no, sure I'm I just I was like, I, I saw him moving, so I was trying to. <laughs> Oh, JD's doing Stevie Wonder. I guess uh, I was singing a song. I, I got you. No, I, I was, was singing a song of Fire and Ice. I, w- I was doing my Neener, Neener, Neener. I enjoyed the sequel trilogy because I had no expectations and I got more Star Wars. So, But more Star Wars is not always good Star Wars. Yes, it is. Except for Resistance. <laughs> God, Resistance is so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, and that makes me sad because it should have my boy in it. And it does, and, and it does, and it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it, it has no direction. I don't know. If, anyway, I don't want to talk about resistance. I don't do a show about resistance. Um, Would you rather talk Ohm? <laughs> let's. Uh, I, I, couple uh, things, couple that things. was like a dad level joke. Five. Yes, yep. Go ahead, please. Uh, I want to talk. I, I want to mention. I, I want to mention. I should have mentioned at the top of the show, but we got straight into the show. Was so, so crazy. We want to talk about it, but uh, um, we lost David Prowse this week. Yeah, we sure did. And so um, that's a big deal. Um, with you know, you know, regardless of when you saw Star Wars, I know you us three saw the original New Hope first, right? And yeah. That iconic shot of you know when Vader comes into the the Tanta Four. I mean, that's. I mean, that was intimidating. Just that holds, you know. And that's David Prowse. David Prowse is, you know, you know for those who do, are not, are not aware, I don't know why you're listening to the podcast, but if you want to learn, he's the guy who's in the suit for a majority of the time yep. in, the, in the original trilogy. Um, there's some there's some stump guys too in it too, but um, at times. But <clears throat> David Prowse is Darth Vader, and um, he was from Scotland. He has a little high, little weird Scottish voice, and uh, that's why we got James Earl Jones as the voice. Um, you if you have a chance to. Go ahead, Scotty. Hey, but say you, on YouTube, you can see some clips of him with his actual talking, which is fun. There's you know? a great documentary called "I'm Your Father." Mm-hmm. Um, if you can find it, it is fantastic. Uh, it's going to be a little, maybe as a Star Wars fan, it's probably a little more heartbreaking now than, than it was uh, when I first saw it. But it's—I love the doc uh, because it's—it's it's 
kind of a unfortunate dark side of Star Wars that's not stupid um, fanboy crap. Well, I'll be honest, George. Um, George and the company were not fair to him. They were not. They, they were, were total they, shit. They were very like not fair. Fair to him, and so. Um, uh, which is unfortunate. They could have. I mean, and something. I, I think it's a lesson that they learned um, later on. But even after they learned the lessons, they didn't invite him along to play because there was just this, yep. this, this kind of grudge area between them. And so, and, and that's a shame. That's a, that's a, that's a dear shame. But um, I met him on a couple of occasions at a couple of conventions. He was nothing but wonderful, and you know pleasant to talk to and so um i got some cool autographs from him he was he was he was, he was at pensacon a couple of years ago that's one of his last shows was pensacon wow it's, yeah he he just recently last i guess a couple of years re- retired from signing altogether. he did a couple of private signings before the end but yeah so uh covid19 got him which is sad wow yeah so uh, other news is i guess we'll talk about this um so I get a message from um, Drew on what Tuesday morning, Monday morning. I don't remember. It was early this week. I send you a lot of messages. You do send me a lot of messages, and he says, uh, first of all, thank you." And I'm like, "What did I do?" And then, oh yeah. And then the next message was, uh, "Ahsoka called me," or actually, Eckstein called me. And then I'm like, "What?" And then it dawned on me. So for Christmas for for for, for Drew, I, I got him a an Ahsoka uh, a cameo video because for my birthday you gave me Hera. Yep. And yep, I was like, well, yep. I think it would be cool if I got you Ashley because Ashley wasn't available back in all. You know, some she just joined cameo. And I was yeah, like, she just joined. Yeah, she just joined yeah. cameo, and so I I purchased one for Christmas, and so I put the information in. No, I went back and looked. Nowhere do I put your contact information at all. All I say is in the description, my buddy Drew Hall. And from that, they contacted Drew when it was done. Yeah, they did. And ruined my Christmas present to him three weeks early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic message. She goes on for, I don't know, four minutes, three and a half, four minutes. She she jumps between being herself and Ahsoka Tano and gives me a bunch of lines. Like she says lines to me. It's so, I mean, it's delightful. Um, it sounds like I have an open invitation to ask her to audition for something. <laughs> She's and, like, I love your films. I'm like, well, that's good. Well, I, go, think, I, I think that's something we should do. Um, yeah, because we're going to completely. Yeah, give her an, an, an extra boost to the career. She can't, you know, she's got her universe, so she's not hurting for money. But I, th- I think you know, give her something else besides Ahsoka would be fun. Yeah, and, and it's a fantastic dude. It's one of the, out of the cameos. I love cameos; they're super fun, uh, especially like if you find stuff that you know somebody really loves. So the, the fact that that she goes on as long as she does is out of all the ones I've purchased for not just me for friends as well. Like it is one of the best. It was an absolute. So, as I told Scott, I was like, I'm super grateful. It made a really shitty day amazing. So it probably was the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in, decided that that error should happen because I was having a rough day. And it definitely made me like, I sat there just tears in my eyes of joy. So well, it was uh, great. Merry Christmas. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> JD, we did get you Dr. Beard Fosse from Scrub. However, he apparently passed away from COVID. So, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get that money. Take over for him. 
yeah you're gonna replace them um we have a we have another we i bought another cameo video uh it will be a surprise we will save for the uh recap episode oh delightful and so oh uh, so uh, you've you've both seen it so um but we'll save it for the recap episode so there's another yeah. another star wars actress oh, oh okay <laughs> i thought a, you meant another another no 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 uh, Another, another, another. We got Carl Weathers. And, and there was another. <laughs> you know, that actually, that makes that line a whole lot different. Yeah. When <laughs> Luke is, like, going off on Dagobah and is leaving, and, you know, Obi-Wan's like, that's a boy's our only hope. And he's like, there's another. Yeah, of course. Apparently, there's an Ezra and a, a Ahsoka out there and a couple. Right. And right. Yoda knows about both of them. <laughs> and Yoda knows probably about Baby Yoda. Probably yeah, he probably knows about Grogurt. I mean, he's the only one of his. I, I think they clarify that in return when he's when he's dying and he tells there is another Skywalker. No, it took me like years to understand what he was saying. I know, but now as we were saying earlier, they're all going to be Skywalkers. Now there's Ray Skywalker. It's That's be what they're called. Skywalker. The Chiss, the Chiss are called Skywalkers. The Chiss with Force powers are called Skywalkers. Do you see my eyebrow at you? Oh, man. Yeah, I see. You went straight Vulcan <laughs> from that Joe Star Trekker. <laughs> that makes no, my brain hurt. I went the rock. I, I would. I, uh, I would. You look, now it's more rock. Earlier, you had you had more of a, a Spock sort of. Well, that, was the, that was the light hitting my glasses. <laughs> I would take um, Jar Jar Sith over that. <laughs> Done. Cannon. It's already happening. Uh, JD Chris. Anything else, gentlemen, you want to talk about? No, sir. Big burrito. About to get that big burrito. Boom. Where's it from? JD was sick, and the only way to fix it is a big burrito. I got a virus, and the only cure is a big Dude, so, like, seriously, no lie. We've been in the, stuck in the house two weeks with, like, this stomach virus. Literally the week we got better, I got stuck back in quarantine because somebody came into our store with it but with the with the rona because you know people are jerks so anyway so this week the week after we've you know been down for a week and a half with stomach virus we've eaten nothing but things that will affect the stomach red beans and rice rubens with sauerkraut brussels sprouts greens more beans i'm like what are you doing there's no way i've lost 30 pounds you look fantastic we're gonna torment your stomach Well, you've been so bad. I'm going to punish you. So what do I want? Which is what do you want from Mexican? Burrito. Big one. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him to put queso on it. That'll counteract it, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, now we just lost all those that are lactose sensitive. Good job, baby. We still got we the glu- three we still- listeners left. We still got the gluten free, so we're all right. Wheat's the shit, yo. <laughs> and now you're still listening to this podcast at this point. Now it's just you. just three and Greg listens to the show. <laughs> it's, it's all about Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg and Caleb. And Caleb, we have Caleb. We got Caleb, Caleb Wes, Bubba, Tell my buddy Patrick. No, look at there. Who uh, I talked to yesterday. He yeah, thank you for lessons. Well, I guess uh, that was the best takeaway from his entire prognosis of my fate. <laughs> right? Thank like, you, Patrick. Oh, this is going to be terrible. But thank you, Patrick, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick will laugh right about now, and if he's like me, he'll get dizzy and fall over. So you know, <laughs> just 
thing. You two are not allowed to die. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't. I can't do the show by myself. Um, you can't. It would just be boring, and the tangent would be quick. Yeah, I'd be me just talking. It'd be lame. Um, on that note, we'll, get, we'll do what they do in football games. You can have like South Park versions of us cut out that you can put around that table. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be sad. Hey, Drew's Canadian, though. <laughs> I'm bringing it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train Sterling. I'm going to start training her now. She'll come in. All right. She'll step in. Uh, you, you can have. I'm a podcaster like my father before me. Grace. Oh. There we go. Because Grace is I, all about the Mandalorian. Cool. We'll have to bring him on the show. I got an idea. I'll, I'll talk off the air about it. But um, I'm pretty sure he just heard me and is now running out here. That, there he is. Where is he? Hi. I'm putting him in shot so we can hear him. I am. I'm my desk is now situated where you have to run a maze to get to my. You have to. Hey, hey. this is Grayson. This is Grayson. <laughs> One of the twins. Wait, they can't see him. They can just hear him. Just so talk. That's just Scotty and Drew. Yeah. But the podcast, they can hear you. Oh, you're gonna freeze now. <laughs> What to talk about Star Wars. We're talking about um, Mandalorian. So, so you're digging the Mandalorian? It's really good. So, so what do you like about do you it? Like, do you like Do you like uh, the baby Yoda's name? Yes. Right. So it's done its job. It's appealed to the younger generation, like all Star Wars. Fair enough. I lose. I lose. Fair enough. <laughs> when it, hey, bring your kids in, and then you can win because kids. Try My kids are going to be like, oh, baby Yoda. She is so cute. <laughs> That's all they say all the time. She is adorable. <laughs> she, baby Yoda, and then, and then they talk about like little things, like baby Yoda going to the store to buy milk. It's like like the baby Yoda that that I have that was given to me by JD was was stolen by the children and is now <laughs> now lives in a house with a bunch of LOL dolls. <laughs> what? what? Uh, LOL. Tiny little. Why do you know? Because he's a uh, child, <laughs> children okay. know things. They're like a little bigger than him, but with giant heads and giant eyes. That's correct. Abaddon, the despoiler. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Again, something else our audience can't see. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. yeah they know. They know. So, Grayson, what's been your favorite thing this yeah. season? Boba Fett. Whoa! Whoa. I, gotta, I think that's important. I think that's important because who was your everybody at this in this thing was a Boba Fett fan, right? I'm right. assuming. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I was a fan, but he wasn't like I was. I think we, we talked about it. I was always 100% Luke. Go go go! The whole time. Girl. Yeah, I was too. But I mean, I loved Boba Fett. Like yeah. I was like Boba Fett. Magical. He he was cool, but he wasn't like I wasn't. As fixated on him as my friends were, I mean, he was cool. Oh, he was always, a bad guy, so he could go die. No, I but I always put Fett o over Vader, like like in my, my you know echelon of toys. Yep. I was like, Fett looks cooler than Vader, especially that yep. the Kenner the Kenner Vader figure is terrible because he's got that you know that whole lightsaber <laughs> yeah, arm comes. Like, yeah, uh, so it's like a little, it's like a dog's red rocket. Right, yeah. it's not well, not great. Have a good one. <laughs> son, I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> yeah, he lives with me. He knew what you were talking about. Oh, well, he no. What? Plus, he was my bad. He, he was being awkward. Thank God he showered today. <laughs> um, on that note, 
Should that be the end of the episode? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying, I've, I've been trying to end the episode like for 20 minutes now. Um, so the, I'm sorry, folks. This is a long one. Um, uh, and I for still a short have, episode. And I still haven't. Irony. And I haven't even recorded the mission stuff. So. It's, <laughs> Just make it really quick. Well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fennec doesn't miss. No, three times. no, because they've already they'll already hear, heard it, and you guys haven't. But I'm already like, to me, the first, the cold open is basically how to train your dragon. So I'm working that in. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So I got, it's good. I got I got some things for it, so it'll 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 work out. Um, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours, and may the force be with you. I knew you were gonna say that. This is the way. Now, am I supposed to say this is the way? This is the way. No, just say Ichuta and and cut it. <laughs> it goes this. <laughs> oh, let me do my brow. <laughs> um, uh, contributions in the multiverse. May the force be with you. I knew I was going to say that. This is the way. And then JD, I mean, Andrew ends with I have spoken. Okay, we got it. But wait, where does Ichuta comes in? Ichuta solo. You know, you know, he should have done Ichuta at the beginning of it, and he didn't say solo. It's Ichuta. How rude. I wanna wanga. Day wanna why go? Wanga. That's right. Good job. I mean, I know some Hutties. I mean, you know, I mean, I get, I get around Nalhuta, but I, you know. Yes, I bet you have. Okay, all right. I, right. I can say we'll going somewhere chat. and let me in. Uh, until next time. <laughs>